This week's episode is sponsored by Ken's Yard. They are the largest distributor of Carl's wood flooring, holding over 20,000 square meters in stock. To take advantage of a 10% discount on any order over 30 square meters, visit kensyard.co.uk and enter code KYPRP10. That's KYPRP and the number 10. Welcome to the Property Renovation Podcast. I'm your host, James Woodham. And I'm your co-host, Juliet. Juliet has a decade of architectural experience in the US. And James has completed over 250 home renovations in the UK. Together, James and I have over 35 years experience designing and building homes. This podcast was created to give you, the homeowner, the power and the knowledge to get your project done right, on time, and with quality workmanship. We've been going for just over a year now, and we have over 50 episodes for you to listen and absorb all the information from key experts in the industry. That's right. We've spoken to industry leaders, builders, architects, and the best part of what we do is hear from you, the homeowner, what went right and what went wrong. We really hope you like listening to this podcast, and if you do, please leave us a review. Reviews expose us to more listeners, which in turn means we can help more homeowners save money and avoid the chance of things going wrong. With that said, let's get into today's show. How was your week? <laughs> what happened? It was just, um, it's just, there's so much. It's good because everyone, everyone I talked to is like, a recession's coming. And it's like, yeah, I know. So I'm just trying to make the most of it while I can make money. But it's, it's yeah. just, um, it's just busy. Yeah. So, I mean, cause my, the, what the work, the firm that I have, my little firm is so new that most mm-hmm. of my work is me partnering with other designers that I know. Yeah. And so the three people who I regularly collaborate with, they're all like, Hey, help with this, 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 and this. And I'm like, awesome. I'd like to <laughs> sleep eventually. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, anyway, what about your week? Good. Yeah, no, fine. The kid, the kids were really ill. My wife no. was really ill. That's um, and I survived, but I feel like I'm I've serious. said that. I feel, yeah, but I feel like I've said that for the past week before as well. And it feels like, I mean, they've been off nursery for a good 10 days now. And if anyone knows having kids home, um, that are free and one, uh, it's a bit hectic. So yeah. And trying to work during the day as well. It's uh, it's crazy. I don't. We'll have to talk about that when you come because that's going to be my future steam, probably. <laughs> so I'll need some tips. No worries. I was wondering what that steam was coming from the left of the screen. I think it was, it was an incense banner or something like that. Caffeine, nice. It's caffeine. Good. Um, so I'm looking. Oh, I got my hair cut. So when we take ah, photos, brilliant. Won't look too crazy. I did, no- I did notice that. I did notice that you had your hair cut. <laughs> it's, I don't actually know what to do with it, so we'll see. <laughs> so if anyone doesn't know, um, I'm off to Chicago to go and see Juliet. And um, sure. looking forward to that. It's going to be the first time. So I hope you've got lots of, lots of stuff planned. We are going to be doing some photos together and... So um, maybe a couple of videos. Yeah, a couple of episodes. Might go live, maybe. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But it's I have, cold. Um, 
I guess I'm more interested in eating. So I have a yeah. lot of restaurant ideas and then maybe some, um, I think we have to have to see what the weather's like because Chicago is a beautiful city and there's so many landmark buildings and there's so much architectural history here. Yeah. At the same time though, I don't know if I feel like standing outside in the cold. No. You feel like standing outside in the cold. <laughs> Probably well, not. So um, where I am, it feels like spring, like already. It, we had a really, really sunny day today. Um, so out with no scarves, no hats. Oh wow! No, that that was quite nice. And, yeah. But the picture you sent me today kind of is is a bit like. Ugh. It's a it's a preview of what you have to look forward to. Yeah, the photo I sent you was basically. I um I walked out to get coffee this morning and then there's these little planter boxes right on the sidewalk and then I mm. glanced at the planter box and it's there was snow there the snow melted so there was like probably two inches of standing water but then of course the temperature plummets again and so it's basically dead leaves floating in ice now and it's just brown and sad and it's kind of Chicago right now. Yeah, you said it was going to be like that anyway. I but I've come, I've come to see you, so it doesn't right. matter, matter what the weather's like. But also, um, um, mm. the that's why nighttime the cities always look beautiful because the night covers <laughs> all of those details, <laughs> and you just see these beautiful city lights. So we'll enjoy that. We'll have to get a drink somewhere where we can see the city skyline. <laughs> Absolutely good. Um, so we're going to do a quick pod episode today. So it's not going to be too long, but I I think that it's, it's quite important. And the reason why I wanted to come up with this, this episode is because, um, it's very, it's a very common thing. Um, expectations, you know, on, on a, on a project. I don't, I don't know much like within the background from you, from, from, from the architecture side, but certainly from listening to the contractors that, my my company works with um and and then dealing with client expectation and at the same time the expectation that they they perceive with the contractor and it's just this thing where i think that um no one or very few do a method statement and by that i mean understanding what the expectations are or what the, the thorough, thorough instructions are going to be from the contractor so that you really know how things are going to be installed, not just what's going to be installed, but how it's going to be installed, what materials are going to be used and uh, to achieve, to achieve that. And I, I just think, think people are more interested in um, getting a, a fast quote and rushing that part of the process and then what happens is you get towards the end of a project and you've got the client that says i didn't know it was going to be that way or um i thought you would have used a better quality material to do that bit and then the contractor um you know, quite rightly, I don't know, but he could end up, she could end up defending themselves and saying, but we didn't actually discuss that. I just assumed there's a lot of assumption. Oh yeah. And, and yeah, 
yeah, it's, it's, I assumed that you would just do it that way or I just expected you to do it the way. Isn't that the norm? And it's, it's a lot of that. So the reason why I thought we would just quickly do this episode is because I wanted to highlight the benefits, um, of having a method statement in place, right. both, for, both for the contractor and for the client. Right. And just for um, our listeners in the U.S., in the U.S., it's um, commonly called construction specifications. Right. And so okay. it's basically, um, I think another way of sort of understanding it or putting it is specifications or method statements are, it's a set of instructions in written form. It's not really drawings or anything, but mm. they generally become part of the construction documents or the actual, you know, official set of, of like build from this because it's a written set of quality assurance or quality management instructions kind of talking about like exactly like you said, what's going to be installed, how it's going to be installed it. And you can talk about it in terms of we want this specific product. You can talk about it in terms of um, we want products installed to this standard, whether it be lead or, you know, any other sort of national standard you can refer to. Yeah. Or you can just talk about it in terms of like how you want whatever the final thing is performed. So it's like a performance standard. Yeah. And, and see, the thing is the reason why I don't think it's commonly done, um, for your everyday bathroom installation, kitchen installation or light renovation of a property is because of the value. So you're talking about tender documents, right? So you, you, you have a pack of documents that need to be looked at. It goes out to free contractors and there are expectations and materials that need to be, um, included with, with, within what they, they deliver. And then they come back and say how they're going to do it and what they're going to do it with. Um, but I guess people would do that for project sizes of the tens of thousands or the hundreds of thousands. But I, I, I think, you know, for, for a paragraph or two paragraphs, um, you can actually do it for any project. It doesn't, it's not that complicated. Um, and I think that sometimes, uh, just from my background, we even, even, um, before we added all of the design element to, to our, to the business, there were itemized, specifications going out, but it would be like line by line and cost, but it would still be quite vague. You know, it would be something like install engineered floor this much per square meter, but okay. What type of engineered floor? Is it going to be oiled? Is it going to be, um, varnished? You know, there's, there's a lot more detail. What size planks, you know, small planks, big planks. There's a lot more detail. How are you going to do the substrate underneath? Are you having soundproofing? There's, there's a lot. How are you going to finish off around the edges? Mm-hmm. This kind of thing. So it, right. it's not just install engineered flooring for 40 square meters. It's everything else that right. comes with it. Are you going to glue it together? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, or are you going to glue right. it down or are you going to float it? So there's a lot. Um, so the reasons why, um, I think it's a good idea for everyone is that it states the expectations out clearly and it provides no room for misunderstanding, which I love because wouldn't everyone just want to have a project where there is 
no misunderstanding. It's just a smooth thing. And you enjoy it. Right. There's a lot of anxiety in doing renovations. And I just think that it should be enjoyed. And it's all the preparation beforehand, as we were saying before in many, many other episodes. Yeah. So just a quick question. Um, So just with your example about the flooring. Mm. So right away, hardwood floors, laminate, engineered, like all these different types. So just deciding you're going to have engineered floors is, Mm. you know, the first decision. Then, like you said, there's all these other decisions made after that decision, like how you're going to install it, the finish on it. Are you going to stain to the cabinets? Are you going to stain it first and then put the cabinets on? Like, And you said the size of it. So all of those things obviously affect the total final cost of the install. Mm. So at what point do you introduce all of these um, these decisions that need to be made to the client? Because up front, you know, they're already making a million decisions. And so when when's the best time to sort of sit down and talk about this whole next level of detail? I think um, quite commonly in the UK, you hear the conversation of ballpark figures and we've had an episode talking about that before. So I would probably say once the client is happy with that ballpark figure, then you can move on to second stage, which would be in more detail, you know, section by section. I think why contractors are very hesitant in doing heavy detail at the beginning is because they know that there, you know, it's a 20% chance sometimes, 10% chance that you're going to get the project. So why would you want to put all of that effort and time in providing all the detail? And at the same time, contractors sometimes feel that they get cheated because all that detail provides ideas and information, additional information that the client didn't know. So, it's uh, it, it, you you need to be careful in about the information. So ballpark figure, then go into the second detail. But the client needs to be happy with what that ballpark figure is going to be. And sometimes you need to add ten or tw- you know ten or fifteen percent contingency for the additional yeah pieces of information. Yeah, it makes sense. Hey guys, just a quick break to let you know about our sponsor for this week's episode, kensyard.co.uk. They are the largest distributor of Cars Wood Flooring. Now, Cars Wood Flooring have been around since 1857. Um, I purchased their products myself and um, installed them and they're absolutely great. They're the original inventors of today's innovative engineered floor, uh, engineered wood floor, and they've also created the world's first glueless wood floor back in 1989. So they know what they're doing. Um, they are eco-friendly. They are renowned for having one of the highest quality engineered floors on the market. Their products are super quick and easy to install. No need uh, for adhesive and they come with a 25 to 30 year guarantee. You can take advantage of a 10% discount of Carswood Flooring by visiting our sponsor, kensyard.co.uk and entering code KYPRP10. That's KYPRP and the number 10. Going back to my bullet points, I would say that it provides the client with confidence. If you're, if you are a contractor listening to this, and you're wondering um, how you can get more work, then providing a method statement of exactly how you're going to do the job for a client only instills confidence. It shows them that 
you know what you're talking about and they would appreciate the amount of detail that you have gone into to, to explain how you're going to work. Um, everybody involved has less questions to ask. And I love that. I just think if you don't have to stop and contractors, you know, they don't like stopping. Like if they don't need, if they don't unnecessary questions, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, um, and with a client, if the client is not there and they're at work and these questions arise at night when they're home and then the answers don't come till the next day, it really can slow the work down. Um, and that can upset both parties. So mm. I think the less question, the, the more detail at the beginning with a method statement and a spec can reduce the amount of questions in, in, in the whole thing. Um, another good thing is that it can actually be stored away because imagine you were renovating your property, but then you were renovating it knowing that you're going to probably stay around for another two years and then you're going to sell it. Sometimes it's been known that um, the potential buyer would want to know how that, you know, how the project was installed, especially if it's like an extension or something like that of the house, because they want to know that it's been done safely. They want to know that there's a, there's a lot of questions that arise with that. And I just think having that method statement that you can store away and then you can just give them because the client is not going to be technically minded. They're not going to know construction term. So if they just have this document stored and they can just hand it over, that mm-hmm. is it. You you know how the work was done and what was used. Yeah. Um, then I just want to just quickly talk about what can happen when you don't have one. So you could end up receiving um, inferior materials as a client back to that assumption i just assumed you would use that that grade or that quality and the contractor is like well how did i know what you're talking about or what what you were thinking you know this could all be saved at the beginning with a method statement so um the risk of it yes you could end up receiving poor quality materials or lower grade materials than you actually envisioned to be um, you may end up having to, uh, you may end up having to have correctional work done. Let's just say you get to the end of your project or you're 10% away. Um, and you think I'm not happy with this. You know, I'm, I, I don't like the quality that's been installed and, or, you know, the, 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 the chrome, um, faucet that's in the wall, it's flaking off a little bit because it's quite low grade quality. It's, you know, so you don't, you don't want to get to that stage. You should, you know, be knowing what you're having installed in the first place. And I just think that it's going to save correctional work. It's going to, from a contractor's point of view, they are really keen and interested, obviously, on uh, seeing the end game, getting Mm -hmm. paid. Right. At the end. And if you have at the last 10%, being held back by the client because of all these questions that end up arising. And then all of a sudden you, you, you're, you're going backwards and forwards on what those assumptions were and how your differences end up turning it out. 
and you're talking two weeks down the road, three weeks down the road before you're actually getting paid finally for the project. Um, and then the other one, the last one actually, is about your builder may charge you more for the items that he believes was provided. So in a method statement, it's it should be made clear what you're providing as a contractor and what is being provided by the client. A contractor should always write that out because that is the safety barrier because then the client reads it and says, ah, oh, no, 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 a little misunderstanding. I'm, I'm not supplying the flooring. I expected you to, to supply the flooring. Right. So then, so then the client doesn't end up getting this additional bill at the end or, you know, um, uh, I, I, um, you know, in, in a method statement, it could be something like, um, we, we said that we would have stainless steel as that material, you know, not, um, What's more expensive than stainless steel? <laughs> Polished nickel. Polished nickel. There you go. So, <laughs> yeah, and then the client, and then the contractor doesn't have to go back to the client and say, um, "Yes, so that's that's going to cost you another five hundred bucks, you know, five hundred pounds, whatever." So, in the end, what ha- what happens if you have this method statement, you have this spec, you get to the end of the project? I'm really happy with it as a client. Love the work, love the quality, love the materials that we chose and that you installed. And the contractor is happy days. I'm, I'm, I love the project. It, it went smoothly and I get paid. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. That's it. So that's the quick pod. <laughs> it is. Um, and also just real quick, just to, I think it's been alluded to several times, but also that efficiency built into the whole process means that the whole project takes less time, which means it's less of a disruption to your life, which means instead of them being in your house and under your feet for six weeks, maybe it's four weeks, but that's huge. That's, you know, 50% more or less if you go from four weeks to six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a faster project for you. It's a slightly more profitable project, you know, for the contractor, win-win. Yeah. I mean, even just down to the points of who's supplying some of the smaller materials, can you imagine, like, you end up getting to this point where because the project and so many details are going so fast and then all of a sudden something doesn't turn up like a light. And it's like, well, I never said we was going to buy it. You said you was going to buy it. And it's, no, 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 you said it. So if this was all in it, supplied and fitted, fitted only, you know, this kind of stuff, um, it's just, yeah, it's just better for everyone, I think. So, yeah. 100%, yes. Ah, that was quick. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go and watch a film now. All right. So, what do you got planned for the rest of the day? I got some work. <laughs> <laughs> I got some work, but it's all good good and and, and enjoy the cold weather and I'll be there soon you'll enjoy with me very soon (laughs) (laughs) see you later take care if you're planning a renovation or you're moving into your first new home then the Akiva toolkit could be the solution you need with its easy to use package of 10 documents you are able to manage time budget and the communication between your builders and you 
to ensure the project is complete to satisfaction first time around. The Akiva Toolkit saves you money and time. It's for the first time renovator and the renovator that wants to do things better the second time round. It's a fraction of the cost compared to paying for mistakes or repeating work that's already done. Go to akivatoolkit.com and get your project off to a perfect start today.